Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, this is Pia Baranchini, and welcome to Everything is the Best, the podcast where I get vulnerable and make others do it with me. The goal here is to deep dive into interesting people's journeys, finding common denominators, and hopefully making you feel not so alone. So let's laugh, let's cry, and let's get inspired to live our best lives. Hello. Hello, my darlings. 2022. I am... Three days into sober January. I actually started sober January the first Monday of January because I just feel like if you wake up on the first and you're hungover, especially if you're with friends, you have to have like a mimosa at breakfast. <laughs> Take the edge off. <laughs> and that was a Saturday. And then I was going to start on Sunday. And then I got a text from our good friend, Al Wilmot, who owns Gigi's in LA and obviously he's like a real big foodie and he was like do you want to go to Moza at five I have some really great bottles of wine I'm going to stop drinking tomorrow so we had like a final supper I had a couple of Negronis and a couple glasses of fabulous wine and was in bed you know by 8 30 which is a dream night for me and then woke up Monday and was like okay day one of 30 days and then Tuesday I, like the day, like one and a half of not drinking, I felt so fucking sick. And I was like, something's wrong with me. This is so weird. I had to lay down. And then I realized I'm going through like complete detox and like sugar withdrawal, like the same way you can get like the keto flu. And I was like, am I like a raging alcoholic? <laughs> and I'm like consult all of my friends who also have like, you know, like a glass of wine at dinner and maybe lately towards the end of the year that's turned into like two glasses of wine or, you know, whatever. It it really, it's like my, it's like the jokes about it being mom juice are kind of true because your days are just long and hard. And there's just after an arduous day, having a glass of wine and taking the edge off is just so nice. And I realized it was like a habit I was becoming dependent on. And I obviously have been feeling like total shit lately. And I was like, I really can't, can't get to the root of feeling good if I'm not, if I'm drinking. And so it was just the right thing to do. And now I feel like I'm at the beginning of like a journey that's much longer than I had assumed because, you know, realizing that I'm like detoxing from alcohol in itself is like a very scary, I, it's, I'm like, what? <laughs> How much of an alcoholic? <laughs> and then, you know, it, then there's like the emotional component of it, of feeling like I'm being denied something or I don't have like a crutch for situations that I rely on a little bit of booze to take the edge off, like especially socially. Because no matter like how outgoing or social I am, like I still get major social anxiety and oftentimes like don't, I don't know. I'm just like one of those weirdos. I'm sure you're the same. We're like, you know, you hang out with a bunch of people and then you get in the car, you wake up the next day and you're like, wait, what, what did I say? Like, was that embarrassing? Like, should I have said that? Like, and you just start spiraling. And 
I don't even like that behavior where I'm like feeling weird about things that I said the night before. Not because I was super drunk, but because I was just like nervous and feeling weird. And so, you know, whatever. It's time for me to get my shit together. And I also really, what's been happening with my life, like from like a just performance, if I'm going to give myself a performance review, I'm saying I'm mid-level right now at best because, you know, my mom wakes up really early. So a couple of months ago, she, you know, kind of developed this like very cute routine of waking up Carmela in the morning. Even if I'm awake, she does the mornings with her so they can have their little like grandma baby time. And because of that, I find myself staying in bed and I'm not doing the things that I wanted to do, which was in my head, okay, the baby wakes up, you know, between six and seven and she stays up for like an hour. Uh, you know, she has her bottle, hangs out, then goes back to sleep. And that's when I do my workout or my, and my meditation and some journaling and whatever. Like, because my mom started taking her, I would just sleep in and then get on my goddamn phone and like read emails and look at Instagram and daily mail. And then I would rush to hit whatever nine o'clock meeting I had first and like found myself like throwing on sweats and then being in those sweats all day. And then once I'm in like that outfit, like, you know, it's like meeting and then emails and then the baby wakes up and then it's playing with her and then trying to make sure that if, you know, I have something else to do that she's like taking care of with my mom. It's just, and then it's four o'clock and then that's her last nap and four o'clock, that four o'clock nap, she can be in a stroller for a walk. So, you know, in a dream scenario, I go on a walk at four with her. And then when we come back at 445, she wakes up and then has dinner and then it's bath time and then bedtime. And then, then it's like dinner because it's six o'clock. And so pretty much like if I don't get my shit together by like four or 445 when she wakes up from that last nap and it's like dinner and bath time, like I'm kind of fucked. And I have a lot of random shit to do during the day. So I'm really starting, I was starting to just drown, starting to feel really bad about myself and like, you know, that I really just wasn't being productive by any means and that I was just like barely getting through the things I needed to get through. So, whew, excuse me, I'm yawning because I'm really tired from this detox. Um, so I do feel like even on day three of of not drinking, I I feel very aware and available for the changes that. I was hoping to implement, you know, permanently or regularly in 2022. And that was getting back to my, I mean, I was working out more when I was pregnant than I have since I gave birth. So, you know, getting back to making sure that I can get in that morning workout. I know some people love to do an afternoon workout. I can technically do that while she's sleeping, but you know, I feel so groggy after a day of like eating. I really like to wake up, have a coffee and go straight into my workout. I don't want to fast, but I do like having a fasted workout. And then I'll tell you this because I've been getting a lot of questions about it. So in my little bits of research, what I've learned for PCOS specifically, and I honestly think this is helpful for a lot of people in general. Like I've spent my whole life feeling like I was supposed to work out like a football player. Like I needed to do berries and I needed to do these like jumping jacks and dramatic things and burpees and all this kind of stuff, which are is super helpful for so many people, of course. And I did berries for years and I loved it. But what I'm realizing is when with a intense hormone imbalance, and please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not a doctor, but you know, the advice that I have been given from people that I trust um, recently is that I don't need to be doing crazy high intensity workouts because it's spiking my cortisol and your body uses progesterone to make cortisol. So if you're in like a crazy stressed space and your body's using a bunch of progesterone to make cortisol, you become testosterone dominant, which I am um, in general. And then, you know, it's a whole shit show at that point, right? So everyone has been telling me who is in my same position that, you know, long walks are really great. Pilates is really great. And then doing, I even asked Lauren Bostic about this because she's just the 
you know, fucking, she's like the Bible of information when it comes to so many things. But, you know, she lost 60 pounds after she gave birth doing heavy weight training. Um, and I've had a couple friends tell me that that is really a game changer is doing strength training with heavy weights to the point where you're not even really like sweating that much. It's not like you're breaking out into some crazy sweat because you're doing really thoughtful, super controlled movements. And so I have a Peloton, which obviously comes with a subscription. Peloton has insane classes. So I've been doing the strength, strength training classes and then I've been doing like a bar class and then I've been trying to get in as many steps as possible, which is really good for me in general because I sit on my ass all day at my dining room table on my computer. And then I buy every year, new year, I buy new moleskin notebooks and kind of like write anything and everything in there from like day-to-day to-do list to hopes and dreams to 2022 goals. And then I'll share that on my Instagram, actually. I, I, I followed Jen Atkin is always really good about posting her you know, lists on New Year's and always shares those with, you know, she's very, very gracious with her information. And I kind of copied her format, took out a few things that I didn't felt were necessary for me personally and put in a couple other things that are, and I've been doing that. And I honestly really feel it's lame to say, because it really is just day three, but I have to say, I feel, you know, when you like start to hit a stride or there's like a big mental shift and you're like, okay, this is happening. And like the wheel starts spinning. That's where I am right now. And by the way, this is like all shit that I need to get right before we try to have another baby because I can't even, I know now that it took me so long to get pregnant because of all this stuff that's going on. So I feel like there's a goal, which is, you know, to get this like extra weight off and to feel good, wake up feeling good and to have my body be in a really good place to conceive another child. Hopefully, you know, when we start to do that around the late summer, fall. And so, yeah, 30 million women are impacted by weekend or thinning hair. If you're among them, you are not alone. And there is a solution that you can trust to deliver results. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol. You know, it's my favorite. With many users, including myself, raving that the supplement is not only transforming their hair, but restoring confidence. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to improve hair growth and thickness with less shedding through all stages of life. Healthier hair growth takes time, so you'll begin to experience thicker, stronger, faster hair growing from like three to six months. I really see a big difference in three months. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. Isn't that incredible? 86%. More than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code everything to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and it's only available to US customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com and use promo code everything. Relationships are hard, and that's why I'm here. Hey, friend, it's Cammie Crawford. Think of me as your big sister slash audible BFF that you can always trust to give you the real tea. This is my show, Relationship, the advice podcast that covers all relationship topics, the good, the bad, and the straight up shitty. Need advice? Send your story to hello at relationshippod.com or DM me at relationship on IG and tune in for new episodes every Friday. Be sure to follow us and subscribe so you don't miss all the hot goss. And if you're loving the show, please leave us a review. Talk soon, bestie. I hope all of you are kind of in that same place entering this year in a good place. I think also having COVID helped with the getting my ass in gear kind of thing. Because 
I, I didn't realize like how fear-based I've been over getting it. We all are. And that's, I feel like that's just like this crazy daily stressor. Like we watch the news every night before Jeopardy and every fucking night it's like COVID, COVID, COVID. And it's, it's not, it's, they just use it all as clickbait and it's not like, okay, we just want to update you on like what's going on. It's just these like dramatic sounds and these dramatic images and things that, you know, they'll use like small examples of something that like get really blown out of proportion, which are not like, instead of like focusing on like statistics and I don't know, it's just been so scary. And so when Davide got it, we just all looked at each other and went, fuck, okay, here we go. This is it. You know, we got it as everybody else was kind of getting it around us. And thankfully we were all are unscathed. And now I feel like I have, I know now for, you know, at least the next few months I have some antibodies, which makes me feel just like such an intense sense of relief. And, you know, especially we've been saying this for a long time, like with the baby and my mom being around us is what really made it so hard because it was been so scary considering what could possibly happen to either one of them. But she was fine. She, you know, Carmela had a fever for two days, which was managed with Tylenol Motrin per the doctor. And... We were able to get that under control, but she really didn't have any other symptoms. Thank God. Poor little baby. I mean, it was just also scary. It was also fucking scary. Um, but, you know, got that over with. I had a really fun New Year's. We don't do anything on New Year's. Every year we look at each other on like the 30th and we're like, fuck, we didn't plan anything. Like a few years ago, we went to a friend's and we all were watching some like boring movie and fell asleep and woke up and it was 12, 18 and it was so depressing. So last year I was pregnant. We went to a hotel for the night and that felt cute and, you know, celebratory. And then this year, last minute I had, I asked three other couples that are really fun that I don't spend enough time with what they were doing and none of them had plans. And I said, you want to come over and we'll just watch you know, the fire and play some games and cook some good food. And it ended up being a full-blown dance party until four in the morning and was one of the best New Year's I've ever had. So note to self, note to you guys, just be around the most fun people possible. I mean, truly, it's people that we don't see a lot that we're, you know, friends with, but it's not like we hung out with like our close best friends. It was people that we don't see that much. And I was like, fuck, these are people that are, I want to spend more time with. And man, it was like such a good decision. We had so much fun. It's hard. It's funny to see Davide like let loose because he doesn't let loose that much. And so you could just see him kind of like as the fun is happening and people are dancing, he's kind of like, okay, do I have to clean? Like, and I was like, let's just clean tomorrow. Just fucking lean into the, to the fun. That was a really, that was a really cute, moment. So I also have some questions here that I would love to get into in the new year. The, a lot of it was like managing like emotions with a newly pregnant body. And I have to tell you, you know, I wasn't, it was really weird in the very beginning of being pregnant when you, when your belly isn't like fully popped yet that's where you feel just like awkward because you're like, things are expanding, but like, you know, once your belly gets big, everything just looks small in comparison to the belly. I miss being pregnant all the time. You guys, I, I see pregnant people all the time. Like (laughs) I was huge. Like my stomach was 48 inches around. I mean, I don't think, or no 50, I think it was 50 inches. Like it's at six months, we went to Il Piccolino for Valentine's Day. And it was that like, remember when, remember when COVID shut everything down and then it opened, everything opened up for like three weeks and then it shut down again. So that like three weeks, everything was open was during Valentine's Day, I think. And we went to Il Piccolino. And so I hadn't been out. I'd been, I'd spent, you know, the first six months of my pregnancy, like super protected inside and not going anywhere and not seeing a lot of people. And I was like, I just got to get out of here. So, you know, whatever we were like, fuck it, we're going out to dinner. We went to Il Piccolino and 
And I get out of the car and this very sweet valet guy goes, oh, I made like a sound getting out of the car because my stomach was big. And he said, oh, don't worry. Any minute now. And I was like, oh, I'm only six months pregnant. Okay. But I didn't, you know, I didn't say anything. But David kind of looked, I mean, <laughs> like just gauge whether or not it was going to make me upset. And I laughed it off. And then we go inside and we sit down and it's really cute, like couple and probably they're, you know, 70s, 80s sitting next to us. And they're looking at us smiling. And and that was hard for me when I was staying inside because I'm someone who obviously loves to connect with people so much. And I had always pictured myself being pregnant and having people touch my belly and talking about it and having people ask me how far I am. You know, it's like so connecting. It's like a like the one shared collective human experience. And you know, it doesn't bother me when people touch me. I think it's adorable. So I was like feeling like nobody was acknowledging my pregnancy at all. And and so this cute couple are staring at me and I'm like, oh, just like basking in it, just basking in the glory of being, you know, adored as a someone keeping our population going. And it's Valentine's Day. I'm feeling good. And the the wife of the cute man looks at me and she goes, my husband's a doctor. And he just looked at me and said that he knows you're about to pop any second. And I said, oh, what kind of doctor are you? And he said, I'm an oncologist. And I said, well, that's good because I'm only six months pregnant. (laughs) And the look on her face of horror, (laughs) like not even that she was embarrassed, but like that I had more to grow was so insane. And I looked at Tommy and I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I want to go back into my cocoon of safety. So that's like, you know, it's just like, it's the world is what it is. Who fucking cares? Like your body's growing. It's super beautiful. And here's like really what's been keeping me sane lately. And I, and I didn't have this thought while I was pregnant, but I have it now. And it like allows me so much grace with myself, which is like, how many fucking years of our life are we pregnant? Not a lot, dude. It's a drop in the bucket compared to the rest of your life. So you know, once I have God willing, I can have more children, hopefully at least one more, like what a year after that, like my body will be hopefully back to being balanced hormonally. And then I just like get back to being my regular self for the rest of my life. It's just, it's such a small period of time. So you just have to keep thinking that like you can't, everything's not so permanent. Like everything like ebbs and flows and like the annoying shit that people tell you is like not fucking true. You know, my hair didn't fall out. I always take Nutrafol like a crazy person. There's like not a day ago without taking it, but you know, my hair didn't fall out. I'm not leaking. Like everyone talks about how like you piss yourself and that you leak all the time. And like, by the way, and like we've had enough people on this podcast, if you are a regular listener, to let you know that like that's not normal. That means that your pelvic floor needs some adjustments. And those are totally things that you can find online and like do at home, if not through a physical therapist. So I remember my midwife telling me like vaginas expand the same way like a penis does. It expands and it shrinks and it expands and it shrinks. Like your vagina does the same thing. Like it does. I don't feel like my vagina. This is so... <laughs> I don't feel like it's like changed. Like, I feel like it's still the awesome vagina I had before. And my husband will tell you the same. So, you know, you look fucking different. It feels so weird to look in the mirror and not recognize yourself, but you will be back to, you'll be back to what it was. And a lot of questions are about the fourth trimester, the mental and physical aspect of it and how hard it is. And, you know, my mom lives with us. So I definitely had an extra person here. And by the way, like, you know, we've talked about this a lot, like living with my mom has not been an easy thing for anybody. Of course not. It's a huge challenge. Like think about it. Like my husband lives with his mother-in-law, like every day we go downstairs and there's a person here and it's caused a lot of issues for all of us for the almost four years that we've all lived together. Um, But we knew that one day there would be a child here and it would be in everybody's benefit to be together because, you know, putting a woman at her age who's lived in this house for 40 years into an apartment, like, you know, statistically study wise, like loneliness can like really trigger a lot of things um, 
that aren't awesome, like dementia and bad habits. And what if she falls? You know, these are all things that, that it's my mom. I don't want to put her off somewhere alone. And, you know, her having to be active with a child is like really good for her physically. It's so good for her mentally. And Carmela really only has one grandparent. Davide's father is on the other side of the planet. So, you know, she doesn't have cousins her age. Like she's like, that's like kind of how I was. My siblings are so much older. I was like the only one in my little age group. I was like a little lone ranger. I was five when my last brother moved out of the house. And so she's kind of has the same until she has a sibling. Like she's a little, she's a little lone wolf over here. Even my nieces and nephews, like her cousins are old. They're all like approaching college. Some of them have graduated college. Two of them have graduated from college. So I'm happy that she can have that family time. And so, you know, fourth trimester for me is a lot different than a lot of people because we made a lot of sacrifices to be close to family, to have this moment, you know, be easier on everybody by having the help. So, I, you know, it's, it's you know, having a nanny is so fucking expensive. But if you can have like a family member and continue to create community around your child, I think it's, it is so important. It was a huge priority for me. And my cousin Michelle just moved back to LA a couple of years ago. She was living in France and, you know, and she was like, I don't know why I'm all the way over here with trying to make like new friends when my whole family is in one place. And so there are times too, like, you know, Carmela's babysitters are my niece or my cousin Michelle will come over here with her two kids who are in elementary school and they'll like hang out and hang out with the dogs and lay on the couch. Sometimes they have sleepovers. It's just all very like family oriented and really nice. But, you know, you got to give yourself a lot of grace. I think that, I don't know if this is helpful or triggering for anybody, but like, I really found that like getting back to like normal life as soon as possible with a child was the most important thing for me. So, you know, before I gave birth, I had all the food here that was necessary. Like I wasn't like, oh, I need someone like doting on me, making me food. Like I made like big pots of chili, like lots of like warming, yummy things. I liked going downstairs and making food for myself. I liked opening my computer and working when the baby was sleeping. Like everyone was like, how are you working? And I'm like, I'm not going to, like the baby sleeps 80% of the time. So even if I was pumping or, you know, I would feed her every two hours and then change her and she'd go back to sleep. And so in that extra time, I, I absolutely, you know, I'm going to watch TV. I'd watch, I felt like I'd watch so much TV before she, she came. I would like, I like finished friends. Like I was like, okay, we have to like, we got to get off the fucking television. And so I just felt really good to be on top of emails. Like I wasn't responding to everything, but could like read conversations, know where everything was. I don't know. I'm seeing like some other, I see some people on Instagram. It's such a bad reference, but I see some people on Instagram that, you know, I mean, I have friends who were like, couldn't get out of bed for eight weeks after they gave birth. Here's also, I really wanted a natural birth. I, my, for 10 years, I've been watching natural birth videos. I would cry and be like, that's the, that's my journey. That is like the, I want that win for myself. I want that win. I want to push a baby out of my, of my body on my own, screaming like a fucking mama bear. I'm going to do that. And then contraction started and I was like, nope. <laughs> Fuck that. And I remember the the guy with the the cute epidural guy was like, um, listen, it's not a failure. You don't get a root canal without medicine. Like this is what it's for. And so what I have realized is because like the pain was so intense, I couldn't loosen up. Like once I got the epidural, I fell asleep. My body let, was able to do its thing. I was relaxed. I was pushed her out in like 15 minutes. And my recovery was so much easier because my body didn't go through such an intense trauma. And it is a trauma. But because I didn't spend like, you know, four days pushing her out, I was able to recover really quickly. And by the way, I have amazing friends who spent days in labor, had gorgeous at-home births, you know, couldn't walk for a week, 
and had a lot of healing time and would not change it for a second. And it's just all so personal. So I think like whatever makes you feel safe is really, is really what your fourth trimester should look like. You know, like know what makes you feel good. Like know what's an important part of your day. Like for me, like trying to figure out what to have for dinner or what to have for lunch is like really stressful. So knowing that there was like every ingredient here for a smoothie, that there was like, you know, frozen chicken and cans of tuna, you know, just whatever, like stuff to make sure everyone was like fed and that I was fed. And like, that was, that was really, 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 really helpful. Really helpful. How many free trial subscriptions end up costing you hundreds, if not thousands of dollars long after forgetting to cancel? Fight back against scammy subscriptions with Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you do not need, want, or simply forgot about. I know this happens to me all the damn time. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. Because companies make subscriptions incredibly hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. I am truly blown away by this app. First of all, it also really helps you manage your finances. It'll also give you better options on things like insurance, but it's also constantly updating me on the price changes of my subscriptions, which I would have never known about. Do not fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at truebill.com slash Pia. Go right now, truebill.com slash Pia. It could save you thousands a year. That's truebill.com slash Pia. There's a lot of baby questions in here that I am going to ignore because not everyone is pregnant or having a child. Um, And there's also a lot about... recipes (laughs) and what I eat and like how to kind of like keep stock of food. I mean, I always feel like I always grew up with my parents having a protein, some sort of carb and a vegetable for dinner. That was always our go-to, right? So I keep our house kind of like that. Whatever diet suits you or lifestyle suits you, you know, maybe some people don't eat potatoes. Maybe some people don't eat rice. Like I do really well with rice and I do, I'm, I love like a sweet potato or, you know, I love potatoes once a week. So I always have, and I eat meat and it's something that's very hard for me because I don't do well on a plant-based diet. I have tried it. It made me feel so sick. I gained weight, like that many legumes and that many beans kills my body. Um, So whatever. I always have chicken thighs. I always have chicken breasts. I always have steaks here because I love once a week to cook like a beautiful grass-finished, grass-fed and grass-finished delicious steak as like a, you know, it's like a Friday night meal or a Sunday night meal that we love to have. There's always cans of, you know, wild caught tuna in olive oil. There's always ground turkey and there's always ground beef here. So that, you know, and and fish, Jesus, there's always tons of, you know, we're like, have we eat lots of salmon. Um, and, you know, on occasion I'll find like a good white fish that I like. So like whatever protein you always have, you like to eat, you should have a good amount of it. I keep it in the fucking freezer and I'll order it from like, you know, there's great co-ops online where you can get fresh meat from. And then, you know, in our pantry is always black rice and wild rice and Dabri likes brown rice. And then we have basmati rice because, you know, whatever different rice, depending upon the meal, we're extra. You don't need all of that. But, you know, whatever, like, and, you know, a lot of people love quinoa. Quinoa kills my stomach. But you always have some sort of, like, grain that you can cook, right? And then we always have, like, a squash or some, we always have sweet potatoes or regular potatoes, like, on hand. And that I get from the farmer's market. Sometimes I get my meat from the farmer's market. And then, you know, whatever seasonal vegetables I either get at the store or the farmer's market every Thursday. Hopefully, in, like, a perfect scenario, I go to the farmer's market and get tons of herbs. And if there's any like cheeses you like, get some cheeses. And there's just no way that it's impossible for you to put together a meal if you have all those things. Like 
just think like how many vegetables can you squeeze into a meal and like what bit of protein and like a little bit of carbs. So if you make a shit ton of rice, then you know, okay, I can do like a rice bowl with like maybe some beef and some salsa and some avocado and put cilantro on it. And then you have like a Mexican burrito bowl. Or if you want to like, you know, have uh, just tuna with some lettuce, you know, like a lettuce cup or Sometimes I make salmon and I'll have the leftovers and like a gluten-free taco the next day for lunch, like in like a cassava flour. You know, it's just whatever. If you can like roast a chicken and then have some of that for dinner and serve that with like some labneh and vegetables and some rice or potatoes. And then the next day, put that chicken on a salad. Like you just have to always have like easy proteins and easy starches and then vegetables that you can chop up really quick or pre-cook and have them available for, you know, three meals. I always think like that when I'm making, like, what can I batch and what can I make for dinner that'll be really good for breakfast tomorrow if you make a, or for lunch the next day or even in a scramble. I don't know. There's just, I know that it sounds, I know that it's, it, I'm making this sound like easier than you probably think it's going to be. But it, I mean, yesterday in between all my work, I made like a chicken cutlet and salad. I literally like <laughs> breaded a chicken cutlet and put it in the air fryer for 20 minutes, like went back to my emails. Then like 10 minutes before it was ready, I made a salad. Like, I just think that I'm going to set it up. I'm got another thing I'm like working on really like redoing this website. But I really think if you can have like, you know, your staple pantry stuff and just make sure that you have protein either you know, in your refrigerator or freezer and then whatever seasonal seasonal vegetables, throw everything in a bowl. Thank God. I mean, how great is it that we have like TikTok and Instagram for easy recipes now too? I think that's really, really important. Whether it's saving more and spending less, getting organized or losing weight, there's a lot of worthwhile goals to set for yourself this year. And at the top of my list is learning Italian. (laughs) And that's why I am using Babbel, the language learning app that sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Not only is learning a new language fun and engaging, um, I mean, I need it because my daughter is going to speak a language that I won't understand and I don't need her and Davide ganging up against me. (laughs) The whole Babbel process is addictingly fun and fast and easy. Babbel teaches bite-sized language lessons for real world use, which has been the hardest part for me about learning Italian because I don't need to learn these like weird sentences. I need to learn how to order things and have normal conversations with normal people every day. Babbel's 15 minute lessons make the perfect way to learn a new language on the go. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over a hundred language experts. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you improve your pronunciation and accent. There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus it comes with a 20 day money back guarantee. Isn't that so cool? Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, when you purchase a three month Babbel subscription, you get an additional three months for free. That's six months for the price of just three. Go to babbel.com and use promo code PIA. That's babbel, B-A-B-B-E-L.com and code PIA, P-I-A, Babbel. It's language for life. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just wanted to fill some nutritional gaps. I heard mostly, honestly, (laughs) what it did for bloating and clear skin. And I especially wanted to, you know, integrate a habit into our lives for my mom and Davide because they don't have the best eating habits. This is why I love Athletic Greens. What is it? Well, with one scoop, Athletic Greens, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It's everything to help you start your day right. 
The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, just all the things. Uh, it truly has been a game changer for our family. And not only does it have less than one gram of sugar and no added sugar, it doesn't taste bad. I drink it with water in the morning and I honestly enjoy it. There isn't a single family member that I don't recommend it to. And they come with travel packs. So especially when you're traveling and you especially don't know what you're going to be eating, you make sure you just bring those little travel packs with you and you're all set for all the things that you need. I mean, it's lifestyle friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it is totally good for you. Supports better sleep quality and recovery, mental clarity and alertness. It's the one thing that just does all the best things. And it costs you less than $3 a day. You're really investing in your health. It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. And it's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. It's just an all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. It's recommended by professional athletes. It's trusted by leading health experts such as Tim Ferriss and Michael Gervais. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash best and the number four. Again, that's athleticgreens.com best four to take ownership over your health and pick the ultimate daily nutrition insurance. You know, there have been a lot of questions in here about mental health and how to stay positive. And I think a lot of, I don't know, I, I go back and forth all the time about how I feel about myself and about how I feel about my future and my life. And and what I have to say, really, I think that I've always said this and I think it's really important. Mental health, you have to view it like, I don't want to say have to because I don't want to feel like, this is just my advice. But I personally feel like you have to view mental health as like exercise. Like it is a practice and it takes work and it's the same you know, if you want to get in shape physically um, or if you want to like get an A on a test or if you want to like do well at work, it's the same practice. So what I found over the years is like, you know, even I say practice too, like especially if you're somebody who is in therapy, like you leave therapy hopefully with like, you know, a little bit more of like, some thought provoking information, or maybe your therapist is like giving you something to think about for the week, or maybe he's giving you like an active thing to practice. So for me, it's like, if you're going to spend the time and the money going to therapy or doing something like better help online, you know, the way to really amplify that is to find a way to, again, practice it every day. So I have, you know, people in my life that really trigger me and there are times where I'm like crippled by these thoughts of like certain people or like how, like, you know, what's, what the, how, the way they're living and how that makes me feel, you know, you have like those people in your life who are just like, ugh, and like, it's really important for me to understand that like I'm allowing other people's actions and life to affect mine in a negative way. And like, I'm the only one that has control over that. So it's, it's, it's a quick, like you have to be realistic about it in your head of, of understanding that like, you got to get that fucking thought out of your own head. So, you know, it's, it's not like, I don't want to like brush over you know, toxic thoughts, but really, okay, acknowledge it. And then you gotta, you gotta try to move on. Um, and that's how, that's how I approach. Like when I feel like an impending panic attack, come on, like I used to be debilitated by panic attacks and that same anxiety I had when I was little, my panic attack started, which was really about like, 
intense fear of someone dying. I had these like debilitating thoughts of like, my mom was going to die or my dad was going to die. I'm like, look, my dad fucking did die. He dropped dead. Like, and I, and, and I saw it and I hugged him and I laid on the floor with him. And, and is it awful? Yes. And that, that grief is never going to go away. I grieve every day, but the thought of it happening is almost always worse than the things that are happening because you're stronger than you think you are. And like once that horrible thing that you were scared of actually happens, like you just go through it like everything else because people are resilient. And if you tap into it, you're graceful. And hopefully you have some sort of like spiritual exercise to lean on to like find a greater meaning in things and to understand like, you know, it's just like, it's it's a lot of stuff just comes down to like faith and God. And just, I always just say it's like God stuff. It's like stuff that we just can't control. So I think that we live, I always say that when everyone's like, oh, like Instagram is so negative. I'm like, you know, before we had Instagram, we compared ourselves to our neighbor. It's keeping up with the Joneses is like, oh, obviously (laughs) was a term that was developed way before we had fucking Instagram. So there's always going to be some sort of form of trigger. I do think that, yeah, you know, we can't compare the amount of imagery we're seeing on Instagram to like, you know, the people in our community. It's obviously like way amplified and way more and in our face and extremely unhealthy. And, and if, if you allow it to be. So I think like in terms of overall mental health, whatever things you find that are triggers for you, create boundaries with them and really like find an everyday practice. And I do feel like really you cannot, 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 cannot go wrong with keeping a notebook next to your bed and waking up first thing in the morning and free writing. You don't even need to reread what you wrote. You just fucking write. You just blurb a bunch of shit on pages and let it lie. And you close the book and you start your day. And it is an incredible way to get a bunch of shit out of your head. I promise you there will not, you will never say I didn't want it like that sucked. You just won't. You will feel free, especially if you do it for long periods of time. I, when I bought my new moleskins for 2022, I have one next to my computer for my to-do list and my goals. And I have one on my side table. That's just for jotting random thoughts down. If I feel like I can't get the fucking thoughts out of my head. So if you do it first thing in the morning, you just start the day in such a good way. I also I'm so bad at meditating and I hate it so much. But honestly, I was feeling really overwhelmed the day before yesterday. And I looked at my mom and I said, I need to take 10. And I put my my headphones in and I did a 10-minute relax meditation on with Headspace. And I cannot tell you that I was like, yeah, there you go. It just worked wonders for me. So I think like jotting down the thoughts, trying to get them out of your head, trying to really then center yourself and realize that like you are okay, you are safe wherever you are. Hopefully get yourself into a safe situation, make yourself feel comfortable, find people around you that you love, watch something funny. Like if you're in a funk, like, you know, just just do a lot of like self-care and practice to make yourself feel like warm and, and loved and safe. And, you know, it's really outside of like serious things that I, I am not available to speak on because I'm not a a professional, but as like your friend, you know, those are the things that I found have like really, really worked for me. And I think also, you know, like being honest about stuff, like there are times I'll just like look at my husband or I'll look at my friend and I'll be like, you know what? Like this person is really bothering me. Like, I'm really upset by blah, blah, blah. Or like, I'm really pissed that this isn't happening for me with work. And it's always like, once you get out of your head and you like blurt it out, it's always so good to get people's different perspectives. Like my, oh, like my friend Hillary is like always the go-to person I call. And she's like the first person to be like, like sometimes she'll literally say to me like, it's really boring. Like that's really like, I'm, I'm like <laughs> the fact that you, that's in your head is, is really intense. And like, it's just boring. Like, why are you like, why are you thinking about something that has like, that's just like so lame? Like that person has nothing to do with you or like you not getting this thing. Like, 
it's just like move on from it, you know? And, and yes, that's harsh. And that obviously doesn't apply to every situation, but it really does put things in perspective, you know, or she'll say to me like, you know, I don't know. It's always just good to get like a different perspective with things, it's especially like, you know, sometimes, you know, Davide is like, obviously my husband in my whole life and he's great, but there are times where I'll say things to him and he'll be a little bit dismissive. And I'm like, mm, like we're too in it. You know, you almost need like a friend that you can check in with every once in a while. That's like, Oh, I totally get it. You know, instead of, I do that with Diary too. I can get really dismissive of him complaining about certain things because it, it stresses me out when he's unhappy and I just want to fix it. So I'll be like, it's okay. Like it don't, and he's like, but it's not okay. And I'm like, yes, it is. Yes, it is. And he's like, you're trying to make it okay for yourself. Like, I'm just trying to vent to you, you know? So I think being aware of that, but I really do think finding practices throughout the day that you can implement are incredible. And then they become like second nature. It just like becomes a part of your life. And you'll notice all of a sudden, like when the thoughts come in, they go out quicker. You know, it's, it's this beautiful, I just really find when you have an area of your life that you're doing well in diligence just starts to move into other aspects of your life. You know, if you, if you get a really good morning routine and get like a workout in and you eat better, you'll find yourself truly doing a little bit better at work. And then that's great. And then if you're like on top of your therapy a little bit and you're having like, you know, better conversations with people that are, you know, more beneficial and not coming from such a negative place and you see that starting to work, maybe, maybe that can be implemented in your work conversations or like how you deal with your partner or how you deal with a parent that triggers you. You know, I just think, I think that like, that's like kind of the best way to approach it. I hope that was helpful. I hope you guys are having a great first week of this new year. I'm very thankful for the positive comments that you guys have been leaving on the podcast. Um, reviews mean the world to me and mean, you know, a great deal to our beautiful team who works on this podcast. Uh, so they are greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. And I love you guys. And Here's to another year of everything is the best. We have some great guests in the pipeline. Lots of health stuff, which I know you all love. A lot more, a lot more solo pods, a lot more Dobby Day. And we're going to get my mom on here. So check you later. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao.